It's time to grab a cup of your favorite potion, get cozy, and listen to Magic and the Law of Attraction with your host, Madam Pamita. Episode 39. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madam Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 39 of Magic and the Law of Attraction. This is such an exciting episode because we're going to be talking about what kinds of spells use nails. I don't mean the nails on your manicure. Your manicure may be fabulous. And I have a whole idea about doing magical nails where you paint them a certain color for the thing that you are wanting to bring into your hands. But that's a whole other topic. Today, we're going to be talking about magical nails, that the kind of nails that you hammer into wood. And we're going to be talking about how you use them in your spells. And that's very, very exciting. Got a couple pieces of new news for you. Um, there's a brand new spell kit and workshop in town. The full moon spell kits and workshop are here. So for the full moon, we're only doing spell kits and workshop. I kind of made an executive decision and that we're going to only have a workshop and a spell kit for the full moon. So no no spell kit by itself, no spell service, just a beautiful hands-on workshop where you get to meet with me face-to-face over Zoom. And together we put our spells together and we learn about a magical topic. Now, in 2022, I'm not only going to be offering the good old tried-and-true new moon spell kits, spell kit and workshop, spell service, but something entirely new, those full moon spell kits and workshops. So in these workshops, we'll be learning, these are going to be non-candle workshops. We're going to be learning other skills besides candle magic in these workshops, and they're going to be hands-on workshops. You'll be sent a beautiful spell kit you'll be get the invitation to come to the live workshop or you could watch the recording afterwards if you can't make the live workshop and i'll teach you the history the mystery the magic about the topic that we're focusing on for that month it also includes everything you'll need to make magic with me you might have to add a few things like a, a piece of paper a pen scissors things like that that you're going to have around your home but your magical supplies will all be there and ready to go These are very special non-candle magical um, supplies and skills that you're going to be learning. And these skills will enhance the new moon spells that follow. So if you are a fan of the new moon spell kits, we're going to have a few new ones this year. We're going to bring back some old favorites. But if you take the full moon spell kit and workshop, you'll develop a magical item, talisman, something to use then with the following new moon. So it's going to be a very, very cool thing. The next one that's coming up is open now, and it's the December full moon workshop, and it's on petition paper magic. The Gemini full moon petition paper spell kit and workshop is designed to enhance and build your skills in writing petition papers and inspire you to work with petition papers in new ways you probably never have even thought of. Now, when you order that spell kit, you're going to get 25, I think it's 24 or 25 uh, unique petition papers. You're going to have access to the live Zoom 
full moon workshop with me. It's live. It's face to face. It's not like the webinars here. We're going to have our ability to turn our cameras on. You can show me your work. You can ask me questions. You can turn on your mics. It's a very intimate and fun group. You'll also have that recording. So if you can't make the class or you want to review something, there'll be a recording for you to watch so you can watch it afterwards and you can download download that recording and keep it forever, which is an amazing thing. And you'll have lifetime access to the Full Moon and New Moon Spell Group, which is a beautiful active community. It's a separate thing. It's not on Facebook. It's not on any of these other platforms. It's on its own platform, but it's a really vibrant community of people who are really dedicated to learning about spells, learning about magic. Very fun group, very supportive group, and people share their spell work, show pictures, and it's a very safe environment to do that because no one knows that you're there except for the other members, and you get to share your work with people who know what they're talking about. So you're not going to have Uncle Joe looking and what are you doing over there or anything like that like you would on a um, possibly on a Facebook page or something like that or other social media. So this is a very safe and very private group, but a beautiful supportive group. And you'll have lifetime access to that. Many, many people go back time and time again to that group and share what they've been doing each month, including spells that are not included in the full moon or the new moon. So it's a very fun group. So if you order this um, spell kit and workshop, we'll meet the day before the full moon to learn a new spell skill and have some fun gathering together in a Zoom meeting where we can all see each other, as I mentioned. And if you've gone to any of the new moon workshops, you know how fun these groups are, how much fun we have together. It's a wonderful, more casual conversation that we have. It's just very, very fun. Now, with these full moon spell kits, there's only 50 available each month. We have to limit the supplies. So, um, and they're only available because we have to get them into you in time for the um, full moon. They're only available for the December one until midnight, December 3rd. So you have from now until December 3rd to open it and order, sorry, order it so that you have it in time to open it for the new moon. But if you miss the opportunity for this one, don't worry because we're going to be doing it all through 2022. So in January, we're going to have, for example, a Jack Ball spell kit and workshop, and that will be available um, starting December 27th at 12 noon Pacific. So if you want to find out more of these, there's a very quick way to get there. You just go to full moonspell.com. So fullmoonspell, singular.com will take you there. If you go to full moon spells, you'll end up on somebody else's um, website. So don't go there. Fullmoonspell.com and you'll end up on the page that will show you all the beautiful full moon spells for 2022. Also want to give another quick plug. Got something coming up next Sunday. So next Sunday, we're not having the live magic Q&A podcast episode and all that. We're going to be doing our First Sunday's Witchcraft Workshop. So December 5th, we're having a holiday spells and magic workshop. Holidays are such a special time of the year. And no matter how you celebrate, we've got magic for you. In cultures around the world, there are beautiful practices that are old practices that predate Christianity and the Christian uh, Christmas. But there are things in the Christian Christmas that show up in pagan things that were that they borrowed. So we're going to learn about all of it, and we're going to learn some amazing spells that you can use over this holiday season to sort of set the tone for the new year. It's a great time to do that and also have a happy, happy holiday. So that'll be a really fun one. That will be happening December 5th, and you can sign up for that by going to witchcraftworkshops.com. So without further ado, that's all the news I have. Let's jump into today's topic and talk about nails and magic. So 
When we're thinking of nails in magic, you sometimes might see them show up in spells or magic, and you might wonder, what are these used for? How do we use? I mean, I sell on Parlor of Wonders, I sell some amazing nails, real old-timey nails, nails in different materials, and so on. We're going to find out what they're used for. But nails are in magic for various reasons. We've got lots of reasons that we can use nails in our magic. Now, first you might think of, or you might know about, is nails being used in aggressive magic. Magic that's meant to harm someone, magic that's meant to curse someone. That is definitely one way that nails can be used, but they can be used in a lot of other ways as well. For example, they can be used for magically or spiritually nailing something down. They can also be used to link as a link for sympathetic magic, a link to something else for sympathetic magic. So sympathetic magic is using something to symbolize or have a part of something to link to that thing and to work on that thing from a distance, all right? Uh, Nails can also be used symbolically in our magic. We can use them as symbols of something and we can use them magically that way. Or we can simply use our nails as a tool in our magic, a real magical tool in our magic. So we're gonna talk about all these different ways and we're gonna be talking about the different metals that we can find in nails. Nails come in different kinds of metals and what those metals are good for magically. So we're going to get a little bit, a lot of nail magic and a little bit of metal magic in this episode. So first let's talk about aggressive magic. So we find nails used very commonly in aggressive magic. For example, we might see, and we have historically, um, You know, people that are doing um, archaeological digs have found bottle spells with nails in them, all right? Bottle spells from hundreds of years ago in England, in New England, we find these bottle spells that are meant as aggressive magic buried on someone's property, for example. We might see another example of a nail being used aggressively might be in with a poppet, for example. Now, normally with a poppet, we might put a pin as focus, but to use a nail in a poppet is definitely more aggressive, more hardcore. Now, it doesn't mean necessarily destructive magic, although it can very well be destructive magic. It might be just you want to hammer something home. Maybe somebody isn't getting something through their thick head and you need to hammer a nail in the head of that poppet to get through their head. I mean, that could definitely be a way. You know, it's all about the intention of what you're doing. Um, When we're seeing nails used in aggressive magic, oftentimes they are rusty nails because rusty nails have a sort of quality. They're they're symbolic of destruction, right? Because the rust is eating away at the nail or the, the nails kind of rotting away. So we can think of it as being very destructive magic particularly when we're using a rusty nail. Now, rusty nails are not used only for aggressive magic, but certainly that's what we tend to see when we're looking at aggressive magic spells. Aggressive magic isn't the only way though we can use our nails. We can also use them to nail something down. So for example, you can use railroad spikes to nail down your property or You can use, um, if you don't have property like you live in an apartment or a condo, you can use a substitute for those railroad spikes and use square cut nails um, instead of railroad spikes in the corners of your building and corners of your room. So this beautiful spell um, comes to us from the Lucky Mojo site and I love it and I've used it and it worked great. So um, when we use railroad spikes or those um, square cut nails, we use them to prevent someone from 
pushing us out of the place we live. We want to hold on. We want to nail something down and we want to nail down that place that we live. So for example, if you're a renter and you don't want to get evicted, you could use those little square cut nails in the corner of your apartment, or you could use railroad spikes in the corner of your property if you're renting a house. If you own your home, you might be fear fearful of foreclosure or from the government seizing your property or from family members stealing your property from you and you don't want that to happen. So you could use railroad spikes in the corner of your property or again, if you're in a smaller place, you could use those square cut nails in the corners of the room. This is a great spell, as I mentioned, um, for doing that. So, and this comes from the Lucky Mojo site. So to nail down your property, you would need at least four railroad spikes, one for every corner of the property. If your property it has an odd shape, for example, it's a panhandle shape or it's got lots of you know turns and twists and something like that, you're going to want to have a railroad spike for every corner. So if you had an L-shaped property or a panhandle-shaped property, then you would have to have six because you have six corners. You have that additional two corners because of that L shape, right? So dress those railroad spikes in a spiritual oil. Beautiful oil for this would be powerful protection oil or binding oil could also be very good to bind that property to you. As you're dressing those railroad spikes in that oil, you want to speak your intention asking that the land that has been granted to you or the property that has been granted to you stays in your possession. Then hammer those in the four corners. If you're four corners of the dirt of your property, or if you're in an apartment or a condo, you can use those nails, hammer those nails into the corner of your space and then um, let them let them do their thing. That's a beautiful, beautiful way to do this work and working with railroad spikes, which are basically big nails for railroad ties. Now, railroad ties can also be used, um, railroad ties and nails of all kinds can be used for something else to have a link to something else in sympathetic magic. So remember what I said about sympathetic magic. You're working on something from a distance. So a beautiful way to do this is with found nails. So when you find a nail in something or on something, you can retrieve that nail and get the essence of that thing and use it in your magic. So a great example, you know, this is a way uh, that you can use, like you can retain the energy of that thing and work with that energy. So a great example of that is um, we get lots of shipments at the Parlor of Wonders and they come on wooden pallets and those wooden pallets have nails in them. And if I see a loose nail, I might take it out. Those nails on the wooden pallets can be used in spells for transportation or communication. Smooth, like open roads kind of energy. We want something smooth, movement, opening, transportation, um, communication with someone else. Those nails can be used for that because that pallet has transported those things and got them to us very quickly. We might find a nail that's used for putting on a roof or maybe a, nail, a loose nail comes up from a floorboard in your house or you find a nail on the floor. Those flooring nails or roofing nails can be used in spells to gain a new apartment, gain a new home, can be also used to hang on to your home or affect some change in your home. And they can be used in spells where you need something sturdy, strong, and protective because your home protects you, protects you from the weather, the elements, from wolverines and coyotes and whatever, your home protects you. So 
We can use those nails that we find in the floor or in the roof to protect us, and we can also use them to connect to the house. Nails from any part of a piece of property could be used to obtain that property or maybe gain a job at that place of work or affect that household um, or the house itself. So think about those nails that you find in or around a home as being another wonderful way that we can work with nails. Another example of nails that you might find if you work around horses or you work around a stable or you know a stable, you might find nails around horses. They're horseshoe nails. Now, horses themselves, horseshoes, of course, are very lucky. So a horseshoe nail is a very lucky find indeed. But horses also have this um, quality of movement and travel, right? In the old days, that's what we used to travel around. They also have an element of courage. They also have an element of winning. Boy, if you went to the racetrack and found a horseshoe nail, that would be a really lucky gambling talisman. So start thinking of those nails in those ways as well. It's another way to think about them. Now, a nail that you guys probably have all heard of, if you've been around magic at any length of time, you will see up on all kinds of websites, coffin nails. Now, most of these coffin nails are not coffin nails. I mean, like how many how many coffins are they tearing apart to bring you those nails for $3? That's not happening. Those are just rusty nails that they're calling coffin nails. And hopefully they're putting it in quotation marks because they're not really coffin nails. True coffin nails that you would find in a graveyard would be extremely rare and very, very valuable as a magical tool. And that means that the coffin itself has disintegrated and the nail has moved up through the land. I mean, that is a really really kind of challenging thing to find. If you're going to find it, your only place you're going to find a coffin nail is in a really old churchyard or a really old cemetery where there may have been that sort of evolution where things were dissolving and changing and you might find one in the dirt as you were digging and so on. And if you did, that would be an exceptional find. Now, Coffin nails are most often used for malefic magic, for negative magic. They're used to harm someone. Now, they can be also used. I mean, that's the way they're mostly used. But again, it's your intention. You can use anything for bad magic or anything for good magic. Some things are better for one or the other, but, you know, it's your intention in it. So if we think about another way that you could use those coffin nails, you could use them like we use graveyard dirt. Graveyard dirt is to connect to the spirit of the grave where you purchased that dirt from the spirit who was buried there, right? Coffin nails can be used the same way. They can be used for bringing in that spirit or working with that spirit if you find that coffin nail. And it may be that the spirit wants to work with you. So that's a more benign way of working with a coffin nail. But certainly we see coffin nails show up time and time again in malefic magic where people are doing harm against someone else. Now, when we think about other ways that uh, coffin, or not coffin nails, all kinds of nails, sorry, can be used to represent something else in sympathetic magic, there are some great archaeological finds. So in the Museum of Witchcraft and Magic in England, they have a couple nail displays there. One of them, and then with these displays, they always have an explanation of the magic and the spell that they were using it for. So one of them was... Um, explaining how traditionally in England that they would put nails, drive them into the ground to and left them to rust and rot away to cure illnesses in humans and animals. The idea was I put the energy of that illness into the nail, we hammer into the ground, and as the moisture of the ground 
eats away at that nail, so the illness will diminish, right? Now, they in the museum have a large rusty iron nail wrapped in paper containing a charm against epilepsy. So someone had epilepsy and they did this charm and they buried it in the ground to help and support the spiritual healing of this thing that they didn't really understand back in those days. You know, this was around the turn of the 20th century. So it was driven into the ground in the spot where the victim fell. So it may have been that there was some belief about the spot also having some negative magic because the person had a seizure in that spot and it may have been, you know, held that energy or it may have been believed to have some negative energy that caused that seizure to happen. So they hammered in that put charm around that nail, hammered it into the ground to help this friend or family member to get cured of epilepsy. Now, nails can also be used as symbols in our magic. So Christian witches, for example, who are people who are collected, connected to Christ consciousness, might want to use um, three nails to represent the nails of the crucifixion. And they might put them on their altar or carry them in a charm bag to bring relief from suffering or connect more deeply to the concept of sacrifice. They might do it in that way. That could be a beautiful way of working. Nails can also be symbols of building and industry. So if you are um, working on a project, you might have a nail to represent the work that is going to be put into that project and the success, you know, choosing a different, you know, metal for your nail, depending on what you want to enhance. Um, you can, you know, build a building with that. It can be represent building something physically. Oh, we want to build a new um you know, resource center for the community. That could be a nail representing the building of that. Or it could be building something that isn't in the physical world. Maybe you're building your empire, building your success. You know, those can be things that also can be represented by having a nail on your altar as well. Now, nails can be used, this is how I most often use nails. Nails can be used as tools in our magical practice. So this is my number one use for a nail, which is to inscribe on candles. I have nails scattered all over the place and I use them as inscribing tools. Why? I have my beautiful inscribing tools that are handcrafted, you know, and amazing. Um, but, you know, sometimes I can't find them or they're not around and they're not handy and I'll just grab a nail and I'll use it as a tool for inscribing. Now we can inscribe easily on our wax candles. We can write and scratch what it is that we want on our beeswax candles with that nail and it, it's a great tool for doing that. But we can also use it for scratching on wood or softer stone. We can scratch into things or scratching on something that's painted, a painted surface of some kind. Um, Maybe you want to do some destructive magic. You want to destroy something and you can take that nail and use it like a chisel and hammer into that thing to split it open or to um, cause some destruction of that thing. You might want to um, break something in half, for example, you know, do a spell where you're breaking a piece of wood in half, a small piece of wood, and you can use that nail to break that wood in half. And that's a great way to work with it as well. You can also use nails simply the way they were intended to be used, but you could bring in your magical properties of that nail and your intention into that nail. So you might nail something to something else, like you could nail a petition paper to a fence or a wall or tack a charm on a piece of furniture or nail a horseshoe above a door. But you can also, you know, the horseshoe itself is magical, but you can also add 
magic to that nail, dress it with some beautiful oil of good luck oil for your intention or some other kind of oil, and then hammer in that horseshoe into the wall. It could be a great way to work. Now, there's lots and lots of nail spells that you'll see online, lots of spells. I'm going to share a couple with them here with you. One of them is that in ancient Rome, they used to use nails and they would take iron nails and drive those nails into the walls of their house to protect them during that during plague times when there was a plague going on. So that could be something very useful right now where we still have variants of COVID flying around. Um, you might want to put some iron nails in your wall to protect yourself. And that is very ancient magic, old magic, thousands of years old. Um, another great spell that I love so much, and I have done this one before to um, great success, is to um, put pennies with nails crossed over them. So this is also from the Lucky Mojo website, and it's a great hoodoo protection spell using nails and Indian head pennies. So if you want to protect your home from the law or intruders or somebody that is unwanted from coming into your home or your place of business, you can nail a row of Indian head pennies Um, what they would call in hoodoo scouts. These are your scouts that are watching out for you. And you can nail them into the threshold on, around, on the floor or around the frame of your door. Now there's two ways that you can nail them. You could drill a hole through the center of the penny and then just hammer them like you would hammer, you know, a button or something on, you just through the hole, hammer them in there and use that nail. And you could also make that nail magical. But there's another even more beautiful way. If you get some long nails, And you can put two nails side by side on the penny at the lower part of the penny, set the penny on them, drive those nails in an inch or two, and then fold the remainder part of the nails in an X shape over the penny. It looks amazing. It's super magical, really powerful because it's Xing out. Our Xs are a way of protection, right? It's a symbol of protection. It's Xing out that negative people, people that are unwanted from coming into your place. And it looks super, super cool. So that's a great way of working with nails as well. Those nails can be blessed. Of course, the pennies and the nails can be blessed with oil on a regular basis. You could put powerful protection oil on them, for example, and keep that protection going in your home or your business. Now, in a second, I'm going to tell you uh, about the different metals that are used in making nails and how to use them for your magic. But Even after this episode is over, you might still have questions about working with nails in your spell. So I want to tell you a way that you can meet with me for free and ask me your questions about spells, law of attraction, spirituality, witchcraft, Slavic folk magic, spirits, divination, and anything magical and mystical. Just join me on Sundays for the live podcast recording and for the extra bonus content, a live Q&A after the podcast. It's absolutely free to join. All you have to do is be a member of the Spell Squad. And to do that, all you have to do is sign up at spellsquad.com. It takes place every Sunday, except for the first Sunday of the month when I have a workshop. And and it takes place at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern. If you'd like to see past episodes, you can check them out on my YouTube channel, which is Madam Pamita youtube.com madam pamita or you can listen to the podcast by going to magic and the law of attraction.com or finding it on itunes stitcher spotify or your favorite podcatcher so go ahead and go over to spellsquad.com and sign up today so you can join the spell squad get a ton of free goodies and join me with a cup of tea
and download some spiritual knowledge. It's always fun in the clubhouse, and I'd love to see you there. So let's talk about the metals. So when you're working with nails, you can have some options when it comes to the metals, and those metals have different properties for magic, and they can enhance your magic. Just like we can use colors, you know, we can enhance our magic with color, we can enhance our magic with the metals that we choose for our nails. So here are some of the kinds of metals that you can find and use for your spells. First one we're going to talk about is aluminum. Now, aluminum is a more modern metal, and so it's not something that we'll find in ancient times or old, old magic, but it definitely has magical properties. So aluminum nails can be used to stimulate creativity, to enhance mental abilities, and for safety and travel. Aluminum is also considered the magician's invisibility metal. So it reflects and deflects incoming energies. It makes us invisible to our enemies. So it's a great, great metal to use when we want to be protected and we don't want anyone to see what we're doing. It's a great metal for that. Another metal we can find nails made out of is brass. So brass is used for healing, protection, and prosperity spells. I mean, one of the ones I love using it for is prosperity spells because brass looks like gold. Now, maybe maybe you can have a gold-plated nail. I haven't I don't have any gold-plated nails. I use brass nails. So that gold color is going to enhance that prosperity magic magnificently. We can also use brass for defensive magics. That would be for reversals and sending back negativity to its source. So if you're doing that kind of magic, you want to hook it, hook yourself up with some brass nails for that. Copper nails. We can find nails in copper and copper is used to focus our energy. So focus those energy flows. You know, we can use it almost like a magic wand, right? We can use those copper nails to focus that energy and get it to a point and really put it into whatever we're doing. So when you're inscribing with a copper nail, it really adds adds some extra power to it. We can also use it in healing spells, luck spells, love spells. Copper is the metal of Aphrodite, so it's great for love spells. We can also use it for protection and for prosperity spells. It's kind of a universal positive metal for all of these things. Now, copper can also be used to draw away negative energy. So if you have a lot of negativity around you and you want to keep it away, you can hammer some of those copper nails into something around your house or, you know, over those pennies or whatever. I mean, the pennies themselves are copper, so they're keeping away that negative energy. So there's a great example of that in action. Now, iron is another nail. We see iron nails all the time. Iron is used for protection, reversing negativity, um, strength spells, healing spells, and for grounding something. Iron is really interesting because a lot of iron nails are, um, you know, treated with something. They have a coating on them or they have an oil on them to protect them from getting rusty. So if you want to have a rusty iron nail, then what you're going to want to do is to soak it in vinegar for two or three days and that will eat away at that coating so that you have the iron underneath and then you can, you know, let it rust if you want a rusty nail. But in a non-rusty iron nail is a magnificent tool. Iron has a very interesting quality because it's like a spirit a spirit element. It has a spirit element to it. It's both like of this world and of the spirit world 
It's as above, so below. That is what iron is all about. So we can use iron in our spells for out-of-body experiences, spirit travel, astral travel. It opens up our connection between this world and the other worlds. We also see, you know, iron is a very, very old metal, so we see lots of old traditional magic around it. And so we see it being used to protect against negativity. And we also see it in some magical systems being forbidden in magical rituals. So some systems invite the use of iron and some forbid it. So for example, we see examples of like, you need to make an altar with no iron, without any iron, or you need to remove your iron jewelry before you perform those magics. Those, those things can be done um, or, you know, recommended by certain magical systems, but you judge it yourself. You know, you can wear it or not wear it and sort of check with your intuition. Iron is seen as something that we can use to protect against trickster spirits, perhaps fey folk or um, the good folk. We might want to protect or not have them around causing mischief. So we could put iron around to protect ourselves from that um, trickster energy. Rusty iron, as I mentioned, can be used for spells of gradual destruction or for bringing extra luck and power. You know, lots of times um, there's a recommendation to use a rusty um, uh, uh, railroad spike. Couldn't think of the word. A rusty railroad spike or that you use um, a rusty horseshoe for your good luck. So depending on what your system is or what you learned, you might hear one way or you might hear another way and you follow the system that works best for you. Another another kind of metal that we see in um, nails is nickel. So nickel is useful when additional information or energy is required. So if you need a spell like you're feeling very depleted, you can use nickel to in kind of kick it up a notch, right? Or maybe there's a confusion. Nickel will clarify that information for you. If you're trying to solve a problem or get some advanced kind of knowledge, or maybe you need a breakthrough in your mind of some kind, you have, you know, writer's block or something like that, then we can use nickel for that. Um, steel is another metal that we might see our nails made out of. Now, steel is relatively newer kind of metal. It's only been around for a few hundred years, I guess. Um, it's used for protection, is used for healing, and it's great for guarding against negativity, right? It's super strong, right? So we can use it as, you know, like we think of like knives and swords and things that are protecting us. That's what steel, they're made out of steel, and that's what steel nails can be used for. Last metal that I'm going to share with you is zinc. So zinc is a metal of magical revelation. It, it has powerful transformative properties. So if you need something to change, if you need a total transformation in something, then you can use a zinc nail for that. And it really is fascinating to work with. And you can sense it's different energy when you start to work with it. It's a very interesting metal to work with. We have lots of gorgeous old-fashioned nails and nails and many different metals over at the Parlor of Wonders. So if you want to check out some nails and, you know, see some cool nails and get some nails for your magic, go ahead and go over to Parlor of Wonders and just type in nail at, and the search bar, and you'll see a bunch of nails come up. There's short ones, there's long ones, and beautiful nails that we can use for inscription, for hammering down, nailing down something, all kinds of magic. So, and including railroad spikes, we have those there as well. So you can check it out by going to parlorofwonders.com and just type nail or railroad spike in the uh, search bar. Well, that about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you'd like to get even more info about magic and spells, then check out the Learn page over at the Parlor of Wonders, where you'll find a ton of free resources, including workshops, 
blog posts, how-to guides, how-to videos, past podcast episodes, and you'll also find the way to join me live over Zoom for the Magic Q&A Tea Party every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern. Just go to parlorofwonders.com and click on the Learn tab to see all the goodies there. I want to give a huge thank you to all the Spell Squad members out there, the ones who are here with me live now and the ones who are out there listening to this on the podcast. And especially those who have subscribed and shared this podcast with their friends. And big, big love to the fabulous folks who have left reviews on iTunes. It really, really helps the podcast when we get reviews, makes other people be able to find it, pushes us up a little bit in that algorithm. So if you can leave a review, I would so, so appreciate it. And I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. I want to say thank you to Jill Navarre for production and engineering. And I want to say thank you to Manfred Hofer for announcing. And I want to thank you, send a thank you to you for joining me. And I'm looking forward to next week when we'll be learning all about creating a pyramid spell. Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most. <laughs> Let's say that again. <laughs> Until next time, this is Madame Famita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever.